the number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Welcome to another segment of UCW Radio. This is your host, Lou, a.k.a. Falcon Coparis. And I want to thank all of our listeners for the continued support just by listening to the show. Uh, we do appreciate it as we uh, continue to bring the best of the best uh, to the table or on the show. Today we are going to have a very special guest. Uh, he's a multi-award winning television and film producer. Honestly, one of the most inspirational stories that we've had on the UCW radio show to date. And I'm honored to have him on. He is a true survivor of tragedy that hit his family and shows the world that you need to keep fighting. But before we bring him on the line, I have to give you some information. Listeners can actually call in when the show is live. So get a pen and write down this number. It is 323-215-1446. That is 323-215-1446. Even if the show isn't live, you can actually still call in and uh, leave a message. And if we uh, find it interesting enough, we'll try to incorporate it in the show. So leave your questions and comments. Also, if you're on Twitter, then you can shoot me out some questions, comments, or anything like that, uh, whether we're live or not. And we'll try to read them off, just make them interesting. Uh, you'll know who the guest is. Just go to ucwmagazine.com and you'll know and just uh, tweet away. My Twitter name is Luis Velasquez. That's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. Now, follow me and ask away. And you can even go to Facebook and do the same. Now, without further ado, let's patch in this multi-award winning television and film producer. A true, and I have to emphasize the, the, uh, the word true, a true inspiration, David Lyons. Dave, thank you so much for joining us today on the UCW Radio Show. It's a pleasure to have you on the line with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Lou. I'm, uh, I'm just sitting here drinking my Gaspari Nutrition uh, protein drink, so it was a good time. Oh, there you go. That's good stuff. Uh, it's, it's, oh, yeah. You know, especially with what we're going to talk about, you're going to need all your energy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you, you have an interesting story. Uh, I want to give our listeners a brief overview uh, of it before we begin. Uh, you, are, you are a multi-award winning TV slash film producer. You have a very popular show on TV uh, now called Hog Heaven, which is about motorcycles. Uh, yeah. You have a reality show that you're you're currently casting for called The Ultimate Body TV Show. And on top of all that, Tragedy struck your family, and instead of you cowering in a corner, uh, feeling sorry for yourself, you actually decided to stand stand tall and do something about it and be an inspiration for others. So, now with all that said, let's begin with what happened to you in, two, in 2006. Well, in 2006, Lou, um, basically, you know, I was a healthy guy. I was in the health club business for many years. I constantly worked out, felt great you know, looked pretty good for a guy in his late 40s. And one day I started to um, get kind of a tingling feeling in my legs, which really um, started going up my body to the point where uh, I basically became pretty much uh, immobile from the chest down after several weeks of this. You know, of course, when you're, when you're healthy and, um, you know, you think that nothing's going to happen to you and, and you're invincible, you ignore every little sign. Mm -hmm. And if, if I was smart, I would have probably gone right into the doctor immediately. Instead, I thought it was just a sciatic from squatting too heavy, and I just kept ignoring it to the point where um, I couldn't move. Well, we went to the doctor. Uh, doctor did some... Uh, quick MRIs and said, you, you immediately need to get into the hospital. So they admitted me into the hospital, originally believing that I had a brain cancer. Um, when you take these MRIs, wow. sometimes they're not um, conclusive 
and there was a mass that they saw in the brain area that, that made them think that I had, uh, you know, a tumor. Mm-hmm. So they were willing to go in there and start cutting me open. Uh, fortunately, uh, within a couple of days, they brought in a top neurologist who did some more tests, spinal taps, some more MRIs, and found out that I had what they call lesions in my brain and in my spine that are typical of someone who has multiple sclerosis. Okay. Now, in the hospital... I was very, um, pretty much paralyzed. Uh, you know, it's, uh, they, they pretty much told me I would not be leaving the hospital walking at that stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, my response to that is, um, well, we'll see. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, um, but, but it was MS, right. and it, it proved that uh, the doctors were right about the diagnosis, but I was not going to let them be right about the prognosis. So when I left, you know, initially, you know, you're talking this happened back in uh, 2006. And um, my first response once I did get home is that, oh, you know, poor me, I've got this MS. This is probably the end of my life. I'll never be able to train again. And, uh, you know, you start getting that uh, I feel sorry for myself feeling. But, you know, I'm I'm a fighter. I've always have been a fighter. always a champion at the things that I do. And after a few months of that, um, I started thinking, well, you know, I really don't need to sit here and end up with a walker in a wheelchair. What can I do to fight this thing? So um, against everything the doctors told me, I told them that I was going to be the first person with multiple sclerosis, especially at the age of 50, to start competing in bodybuilding contests. Okay, so let, let, let's let's backtrack here. This happened sure. in 2006. Yeah. And now we're in 2009. Right. And you went, and you, you did compete, and you went yeah. on, but you put together a team for the MS Bodybuilding Challenge. That's what you called it. And you yes. just, you decided that you weren't going to sit back, as you said, sit back and let MS get the better of you. You were going to stand tall and do something about it. So you decided to compete. And uh, the this uh, the Florida bodybuilding, Florida State bodybuilding show, you know, right. um, I'm really curious now. From the point you were, I guess, getting depressed about it and feeling the uh, this you know, so sorry for me type of situation, which is normal. It's it's a normal thing when something bad happens to you. What clicked in you that woke you up out of this uh, potential depression that that could have easily just happened? Well, we're talking about, um, you know, almost two years ago that, that this happened where it clicked in me. And uh, basically, the people that knew me and uh, friends of mine, people like uh, Florida State Trooper John Britt, who's also a very big bodybuilder, mm-hmm. you know, just looked at me one day and said, you know, Dave, you're whittling down to nothing. Um, I want to get you in the gym. So come on down to the gym with me. And, you know, first I said, no, you know, I'm done. I, I can't do this. But you know, that fighter in me said, let me give it a shot. So I went with John. Um, he introduced me to a gentleman named Darren Barnes, who was his training partner, who was actually a certified trainer. Mm-hmm. And we started to, to work out together. And after a couple weeks of doing this, I said, you know what? I, I think that I'm going to do something that nobody else has done before. And I talked to Darren, mm-hmm. and I told him what I wanted to do. He first looked at me like I was crazy, but he said, you know what? If you're going to give it a shot, I'll give it a shot with you. I'll train you. I'll get you ready. Um, and then I went to my doctors and told them what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen my YouTube video, mm-hmm. of the, my one neurologist's response was, I don't recommend this, you know, and, and I, at that point, I refused to take any MS meds. I just said, I'm going to do this naturally, and I'm going to fight this disease. And, um, I, you know, I, I just felt like doing something a little bit uh, crazy. <laughs> so that's okay. what we did. But now, I mean, you, 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 you trained for what, uh, two years? Well, it, it's been, uh, I would say, closer to a year and a half. and. Okay. During during that first year of training, I injured myself consistently because with MS, you cannot feel your extremities. They're, I don't feel my fingers. I don't feel my legs the way you do. Mm-hmm. So I have constant tingling. I have a lack of some of the coordination. 
and I'm a pretty strong guy. I mean, I, you know, I like press over a thousand pounds. I was bench pressing over 400 and I tore both hamstrings and not, not severely, but I tore both of those hamstrings. Mm -hmm. And then later on in the year, I ended up tearing my pecs so badly that my right chest just tore apart as far as the muscle goes. Wow. It, the tendon stayed there, Lou, oh, but the God. muscle, yeah, well, actually that, that it would have been better if the tendon tore off because it's easier to repair. Right. So that set me back with all the injuries, probably six months of this one in a, one and a half year of training. So I would say that I, I basically trained for a year. And during that year that I was training, the, the injuries were still there. In fact, I'm meeting with my doctor who would like Dr. Brad Holman, who's the um, head of uh, Florida Hospital Sports Medicine mm -hmm. and a phenomenal surgeon for the athletes here. Um, he thinks he can actually stretch my pec back, put some mesh in, and kind of fill in that huge hole that I have. Okay. So that's my next uh, hurdle is getting mm -hmm. getting that repaired. <laughs> so, so you go from being diagnosed with MS to uh, saying, okay, you're going to fight this on your own. You're going to do your thing. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to compete. You're, you're training for this. You're getting injured, not just, hey, I sprained my ankle. You're ripping muscles off of your bone. Right. Okay, and you still didn't stop, and you went, and you recently came off your first bodybuilding show in Florida. Well, yeah, it was, it was an amazing uh, day. Uh, that's day crazy. Day. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's the type of guy I am, you know, and, and Lou, as you get to know me uh, as years go by, uh, and I keep competing and, and getting bigger and better at this, uh, you'll see that I'm not very conventional in the way I do things and what I do, but uh, this uh, past weekend, when I entered the Florida State Bodybuilding Championships, originally I was going to be in the over 50 class, mm -hmm. but Deke Warner, who's the promoter, put me in the over 35 class. So I was competing with guys 15 years younger than me in mm -hmm. addition to them being healthy. And Deke, I mean, he's just such a great guy. With everything that he had going on that day, he brought me out and he awarded me the most inspirational bodybuilder trophy. And when I was um, uh, posing and I was out there doing my routine, you really can't see anything because the lights are blinding you up there. Right. But um, I heard the, the crowd cheering when I hit my poses, and I was told that they gave me a standing ovation. So was all the injuries and all the hard work and the training uh, worth it? I, I'll say yes, and I'll, and I'll do it again. Well, you, what you did, I mean, again, I'm, I'm just amazed. And when I said crazy, it wasn't crazy to throw crazy. It's, it's just crazy that you went from... And you went from a, a, a position where most people would have given up, and you fought, and you fought, and you fought, and you got, even throughout the injuries, throughout all the adversity, you kept looking beyond the brick because you wanted to you wanted to fight this, and you wanted to be an inspiration for people, and you did. Um, well, you know, I'm still fighting, Lou. It's, a, yeah. it's an everyday battle. MS sure. is a very, very um, unpredictable disease. From day to day, I have different symptoms. Some days, uh, I have trouble coordinating walking. Um, on other days, I'm actually better than, uh, than before. But it's just, you just don't know with the disease. Um, and, you know, my wife is a nurse. And, um, you know, thank God for her because, you know, she's stood by me through this, uh, basically giving up her husband mm -hmm. while I was doing all this and, and concentrating just on the MS bodybuilding challenge. You know, most women wouldn't put up with uh, mm -hmm. what she had to go through, not only as a bodybuilder who was dieting and training the way I was, but the fact that I had this disease to overcome on top of it made it even more of a struggle, um, you know, to, to have a, uh, somebody stand by you like that was just amazing. And, and, you know, I mean, I thank her for, uh, for everything that she's done for me and everything that she continues to do and is standing by me as I'm ready to uh, get get into shape for the next contest. <laughs> well, i tell you this much, you know, uh, you're fortunate and you're a lucky man to have such a good and loyal woman by your side. Uh, cherish that because a lot of times, as you know, uh, yeah, it, it, people like that, both men and women, are, are hard to come by. So, well, it is true. It yeah. is true, you know. And I've been very, very blessed with the people that have ended up in my life. Um, you know, MS could have been the worst thing that has happened to me. And in a lot of times and a lot of instances for people, having a disease like that is the worst thing that ever happens to them. But, you know, I don't 
really like MS, and mm-hmm. I would, uh, if I had a choice not to have it, I would say I wouldn't have it. But it has been actually one of the best things that has happened to me, um, as far as the blessings that I've received and the people that I've met since mm-hmm. I've had it, and also the people's lives that I've touched. I speak for the. Uh, MS Foundation. I also speak for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and I write for them. Okay. And when I do that, and I look at these people's faces, and I see the inspiration that I'm giving them, and the emails and the phone calls mm-hmm. that I get, it, it's just worth it. If I have to sacrifice my body to be an inspiration and to be an example uh, to, to not only youth but to adults, uh, I'm willing to do that. I mean, that's, you know, what I'm called to do, and, and I will continue down that path. I love your thought process because a lot of people out there, um, and, and it's interesting how uh, the thought process goes where something bad happens, okay, this is the way I'm supposed to act, or this is how I'm supposed to react because society says this, and that's not what you're do- that's not what you're doing at all. You're dealing with something on a daily, no doubt about it. But you choose not to um, fall into that uh, situation that, okay, my life is over. No, you're, you're, your life isn't over. You're, you're living, and you're doing what you need to do as, as you want to live your life. Because the, what's the alternative? Sit at home, well, watch TV, and cry? Right. You know what the alternative is. The yeah. alternative is, is, is being nothing and giving in and, and watching your life go yeah. by. But, you know, it's, it's, like, it's, like, as, being, it's like being yeah. the walking dead at that point. That's what <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It really is. But, you know, as far as where I get that inspiration and where it comes from, you know, um, you know the, the, the show is not about religion, so we won't go down that road. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my strength comes from God, you know. It's not by my might or power, it's by his, and he's the one that gives me the inspiration and the, and the strength to continue on. And if I didn't have that spiritual belief and that strength that, uh, that the Lord gives me, I, I wouldn't be standing, believe me, Lou. It's just, uh, you know, you have to sometimes look to somewhere mm-hmm. or something to give you that inner strength, and for me it was God, and, and you know, I'm glad that, uh, that I turned that way. I agree with you. You know, you need to believe in something, and if that that belief brings you, you know, to a better place, then so be it. You know, everyone has different beliefs, religions, so on and so forth. As long as you believe that there's something greater out there than you are, and you can, you know, it's there for you, then of course you 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 know you use that as your um, as your as your light in order for you to reach your goals in life, you know, and get over all the adversity. And that's what you're doing. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic. Um, well, well, you know, one question I want to ask you. You sure. know, you, you were at the Florida State Show. Uh, you were in the back. You were getting yourself prepared. You were pumping up. You were, you were putting the oil on, everything. How did it feel when you were in line, when you were in line to come out on stage, when you had to walk the longest walk of your life, probably from from the from the back to the stage, because that that's stressful. But how did how did it feel for you? How how was that? Well, let, let me tell you how it felt. Um, I was backstage with some of the greatest people I've ever met. These competitors who are there to win a contest, who put years into training, months into dieting and are out there to win trophies, were coming over to me, hugging me, shaking my hands, telling me what an inspiration I am, Um, especially one gentleman, Mike Ives, who was uh, in the over 50 contest. Um, He was just uh, an amazing inspiration, came over to me, told me how he saw me on YouTube. I didn't know who he was. He came over, believe me, hugged me and kissed me, and told me that uh, I'm already a winner. Those things make you not afraid to move forward. Right. In addition, I had Darren Barnes was backstage with me, who also competed um, in that show. Uh, my good friends uh, Jim and Tina Schreiber were about back there helping me get ready. So you know, the fear was really dissipated because of all the support of the from the competitors to my friends, you know, to my wife in the stands. Uh, the people that came and supported me to watch the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a guy that gets afraid of a lot of things, Lou. And the worst that I always think can happen is I go out and I don't do well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I looked at all these guys and, and literally some of them were three times the size of me. It, mm-hmm. It's amazing now what bodybuilders look like. Oh, you know, yeah. back in the day in my 20s when I was... 230 pounds with uh, very little body fat, I was considered huge with a 19-inch arm. Mm-hmm. And now, 
that's what the the amateurs are looking like. The mm-hmm. pros, like the, the Bob Chicharillos and my good friend Big Luke Wood out in Australia, Mr. Australia, the, you know, these guys are almost, almost 300 pounds. You know, mm-hmm. they're monsters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at these guys and, and you think to yourself, you know, how could I compete with them with MS? But there really was no fear, and it was a long walk from uh, from the backstage to that uh, to the stage to stand in front of those people. But when I got out there and, and people were cheering, I said, "You know what? I'm in the right place. Mm-hmm. This is what I should be doing. And I might not be the biggest, and I might not be the best here tonight, but I'm proving a point, and mm-hmm. that's what I came there to do." And that's fantastic, because you when you went on that stage, you felt at home. Oh yeah. Okay, that, that's 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 the point that I wanted to get through to people because, uh, again, that journey is inspirational. But that is that's one part of your life, and, and that is the the tragedy that you turned into an inspirational story. And anyone that is dealing with anything, uh, any diseases that are knocking them down, whether it be MS or cancer or something like that, you know, you have to make the most of what you have. Well, you know, Lou, a big, a big plus and a big part of being successful and, and getting through adversity are the people that surround, uh, you and the people that you bring into your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, friends with Rich and Liz Gaspari and for people who don't know who Rich is, Rich was the youngest Mr. Universe at 21 years old. He's an IFBB, uh, Hall of Fame bodybuilder mm-hmm. and he yeah. owns Gaspari Nutrition. Now, Liz and Rich are two of the nicest people that I've ever met. They sent me a box of supplements to help me out, you know, just for free. Here we go, Dave. We're supporting the MS Bodybuilding Challenge. You know, we, we are, 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 our hats are off to you. And Rich emails me and, and talks to me about the mm-hmm. training. That's you know, great. these are the type of things that help you get by mm-hmm. when you have the support of these type of people. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm doing I'm doing something that's rare, but I also have a lot of great people that are supporting this. I think it's uh, incredible. And Rich Gasperi, uh, when he competed, uh, he was uh, I think he came in second uh, when Lee Haney was competing yeah. in the Olympia. So he yeah. had a he has a rich history, and he was ripped upon rip. But just just people like that coming up and being human is fantastic. And I spoke. Well, to you know. Pe- you know, people think that bodybuilders are, are egotistical, and, you know, maybe there are some, but the ones that I've met, the Bob Chicharillos, mm-hmm. the, the Rich Gasparis, the Natural Mr. Universe, Doug Burns, who I've met, uh, the Marcia Princes, who, who is a top uh, fitness supermodel, you know, these people have been the biggest hearted people and the most unselfish people standing behind what I'm doing that I've ever met. You know, Big Luke Wood from Australia emailed me, uh, found out what I was doing. I mean, he's competing, uh, not competing, but he's guest posing with um, uh, the, the biggest bodybuilder in the world in Australia in October. And, you know, this is a guy that emailed me and said to me that I'm his hero. <laughs> you know, here, here's a guy that's won at almost every major contest other than the Olympia telling me I'm his hero. Then, you know, where do you find people with hearts like that? Well, you find them in bodybuilding. Yeah. So people need to realize that bodybuilders are not, you know, these big, dumb, egotistical people. They are, they are guys and women mm-hmm. with huge hearts that are out to help each other. And when they're backstage, they're not trying to trip each other up. They're spraying each other with tanning mm-hmm. oils. They're helping each other get ready. You know, it's completely different than what people think it is. And I'm really excited that I could be part of showing the world what bodybuilders are really made out of. And, and that's fantastic because I, I have spoken to a lot of uh, top bodybuilders and I spoke about your story briefly and, you know, they thought it was truly amazing. They thought it was uh, awesome. You know, I was talking to uh, my friend Jack London. He's a pro bodybuilder and I told him the story and he's one of those guys that's not, a typical bodybuilder. He uh, very successful in business. A very smart guy. Uh, won a lot of top competitions. And I told him your story, and he was like, "Wow." So well, I'd like he, to borrow one of his legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I think he needs both of them. He skis a lot. That, that, that you know. I mean, that, that's well, if I took if I took one of his, it'd be enough to fill both of mine. <laughs> yeah, no, he, that's that's scary. Just imagine him, almost three hundred pounds, coming down a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a good thing for me, but no, no. you know. But it, it, you, you, you know, you, your story even showed, 
it can show anyone that they can do anything they want to do. That's why I mentioned that because it's all about give you you're you're inspiring people and that's it. But that's one part of your life, and I wanted to go over that because I think it's important for people to hear that. Now we're going to switch gears and talk about another part of your life, which is your career. Now, how did you get into TV, the TV and film business? Well, you know, that, that, that's a that's a tough question. Um, I was in the health club business for many years, and as the industry changed and the big valley companies came in, you know, the independent people like me had struggled uh, towards the end, and I decided, you know, while I was on top, to get out of the industry. In fact, I owned a health club right down the street from Rich Gaspari's Gold's Gym in New Jersey, which is funny because that's like 25 years ago. Right. But, you know, I got out of that industry, and then I became a business consultant, and I helped other people get into business all over the country and into Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I started getting kind of burnt out doing that, and my original schooling was at New York Institute of Technology for Film and Television. And I've always loved writing, so I decided, you know, let me get give my uh, shot at this. And uh, I started writing some spec scripts, and I had some agents uh, wanting to rep me, and uh, it started going quite well. And and then I said, you know what? I think it's better if I come up with my own concepts and stop writing spec script for other um, television shows because that's very, very difficult. Right. And I came up with um, two sports reality show concepts, one called Street Games, one called Rack, and pitched them to the Fox Sports Network. Uh, they greenlit them. And then at the same time, literally, I came up with an animation project idea, which I was told would never, ever make it because unless you're in the animation field, you won't get anywhere. Right. And I said, thank you for the advice, but I'm going to keep pushing forward. And I developed this uh, concept called Creepers, mm-hmm. went out to L.A., pitched that as well, and signed a worldwide distribution deal, produced a six-minute short, and that short has won over 30 international awards and was actually screened at the Cannes Film Festival several years ago. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's in the hands of the fourth-largest TV network in the world mm-hmm. for a possible TV series. But after I did my pitching with Fox, that's mm-hmm. when I ended up getting MS, and it was also um, at the same time I did Creepers. So I kind of backed off, never finished the deal with Fox. Mm-hmm. So I'm still sitting with those two shows, and those shows um, will move forward after I finish some of the other projects I'm working on. But it really was um, basically a fluke that I ended up into this industry and got so far so quickly. Um, and and my association with the person that I pitched Creepers with was an amazing association. Her name is Cheryl Freeman. She was the CEO of Illumination Filmworks, which was one of the largest distribution companies in the world. Mm-hmm. She built that company from nothing to a, um, a uh, publicly traded company. And then she uh, recently started her new company called Engine 15 Media Group, which I am one of the several partners of, including Don Most from Happy Days. And so really I've been, I've been again blessed, you know, to be, uh, in the right place at the right time with the right projects and, uh, and really I got into it out of, um, <laughs> sheer luck. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny, Dave. I speak to a lot of people and a lot of the most successful people that I do speak to, whether it be an, an acting or modeling or, or athletics, um, it, it's, it's, it's funny is that Things happened to them when they weren't looking for it, when they were right. focused on something else. And just an opening happened. They said, okay, well, we're going to roll the dice. We're going to take the risk and do it. And the rewards were so great. And it seems that throughout your life, you continue to do the same thing. People tell you no. Society tells you no. You can't do this, Dave. You have to do it this way or you have to do it that way. But just saying no, you want to do it your way and you're going to get it done. Well, you know, I think that's important for for people to see. You know, everybody wants to pinhole you, and everybody wants you to do things that are conventional. And, you know, you can't knock that either because Mm -hmm. there wouldn't be any teachers and there wouldn't be any um, policemen if everybody was an entrepreneur out there doing their thing. Mm -hmm. So everybody has their place. But, you know, there are people that have that entrepreneurial spirit and they feel afraid to go out. I am never afraid. I will step into anything I feel 
that I want to do, and I will try to make it happen. And, you know, with the grace of God, you know, I'm able to get those things done. So, you know, I have been blessed that way, and I, and I want to be an inspiration uh, to young people so that they follow their dreams and realize that there's nothing really in this world to be afraid of. You have one life. Once you're done here, that's it. You can't, can't come back to Earth and redo it. Nope. So why be afraid to go and step out into the unknown, into the realms of people, uh, of things people tell you that uh, cannot be done? I've got three young children, a 15-year-old uh, son, Derek, a uh, 13-year-old daughter, Anna, and a 10-year-old son, Dean. And I want them to look at their dad and say, if my dad can do this and my dad could you know, defy the odds and everything that's ever thrown his way, we can do the same thing. And, and so for me, it's really being an inspiration to not only the world, but to my own children. That is a key thing. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, showing just, just in your own household, giving an example for your kids saying, hey, you know what? I'm going through this. I'm not crying about it. You can be anything you want to be in this world. And that's what, as a parent, that's what you need to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, you know, I, even even as as a child of, of of your own parents, I mean, of course, I'm 50 years old. My my dad's 86. My mom's, gosh, I mean, I guess she's 83 at this point. Um, you know, I've pushed my my parents to do things because they see me. And my father, who was uh, is one of the last surviving Holocaust survivors, I I sat down with him and had him read and work on a manuscript with me on his story of his life. And right now, we finished the manuscript. Um, I'm speaking to a film company that has the interest in actually doing a movie on him. Mm -hmm. And even at 86 years old, you know, you don't need to, to look at life and say, I, I can't do this or I can't do that. Mm -hmm. It's There's no age boundaries. What you need to do is every day that you're alive, you need to go out and do something that you, you believe that is just different and can't be done, and you make it happen. So, you know, not only for my children, but my parents, I became an inspiration to my 86-year-old father, that's, who now has a book and a movie deal coming out. That's awesome, because, you know, you know all it is, and, and it's funny, that a simple thing, like a, a simple uh, motion, a simple movement something that can inspire someone I mean this is what if you look at the history because I'm, I'm just gonna go into that for a second because your your spirit is what this country was built on okay you know trying you know getting through adversity building up uh, having that entre entrepreneurial spirit making things happen okay if you look at if you look through history you know from uh, I don't know from Abraham Lincoln Martin Luther King you know people they had a thought process. They had a vision. And they didn't let everything around them stop them from, from reaching out and getting that. And that's exactly what you've done. Well, I'm no Martin Luther King and I'm no, no, no John but, Kennedy, but, but, <laughs> but if I could touch some a few people out there in the world and, and I make a difference in one person's life, then I did what I'm here to do. Well, that, that's it. And if more people thought about that or had that thought process, you know what? They uh, they can achieve great things as well. You know, nothing prevents you from reaching greater heights but yourself. Well, look at you, Lou. I mean, gosh, you know, you're this big pro wrestler, and here you are interviewing me. You're the big host of a radio uh, show. I Who would have thought that? <laughs> I am just, I'm, I'm here for you. And I'm here for 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 everyone that 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 I interview. I'm here for to tell the story that a lot of people usually wouldn't hear. Well, without you though, these stories don't get out. So you know you, you're more you, you know you're you're more in, instrumental in these things than I am because I've got a story. But without you interviewing mm -hmm. me, who's going to hear that story? So you know everybody plays a role, right. and you've stepped out into your life to mm -hmm. do something that probably you never thought of when you were a wrestler, right. that you would be interviewing people and touching everybody's lives because you're bringing people's stories out there. And, right. I, and I think that's inspirational to me. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I, I never, I usually don't think about it. I just do it, you know, um, and I think that most people that focus on doing something because they want some sort of a pat on the back or they want some sort of act, they want the accolades for it, uh, they're, they're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're, right. you're doing everything in your life for a certain reason. I'm doing things in my life for a certain reason. Uh, it's not for the uh, 
it's not for the accolades or people bowing down to you is because this is what you want to do and you're living your life the way you want to live it and you're doing Absolutely. great things as you're going along and to me that is inspiring that you well, are with you, yeah you you are an inspiration and I'm telling you when I when I went through your story I was like wow I was taken back and and that's fantastic but now we're going to go into uh into your career a little further because you have won a ton of awards and I'm not even attempting to run through it because I first of all we don't have the time nor do I have the breath because I probably pass out if I did uh, go through everything uh, but can you tell us a couple of the ones that you hold near and dear well sure I won uh, several Remy Awards several Kelly Awards um, I just recently won four Empix Awards which you know most people don't know the names of these awards because they're, they're given to people in film and television um, and, and they're not Oscars, which people, you know, see through the actors, but the people behind the scenes, you know, win the Remys and they win the tellies and the Empics for writing and creative and uh, animation if you're doing animation mm -hmm. projects or humor. And I just won four Platinum Empics Awards, which wow. are the highest you could win um, for my Creepers project in addition wow. to, you know, the other awards that I've won. So... Um, I mean, you know, they're near and dear to me, but again, they're just material, and uh, the key really is to be, uh, you know, an example, not to win awards. It's just the, the awards are just, you know, the, the icing on the cake to yeah. everything. Well, I think, in, you know, people, you know, they see the actors, they see the end result. They don't see what goes on and what, what makes everything happen, the behind the scenes with the, the screenwriters, the, uh, the makeup artists the producers, the right, everything that transpires behind the scenes is what makes a project great. So when you get an award, I mean, the Oscars is great. You know, you, the, the actors are getting their awards or all these people are getting their awards. But when you get, uh, when you get a pat on the back from your peers within, you know, be, you know, the movie, doing the movies and all the behind the scenes stuff, I think that's fantastic. I think that's, that's better than an Oscar. Well, for me, I, you know, it is, you know, because that's what I, I do, and, and that's what I enjoy doing. And my wife always asks me, how do you, you know, work on so many projects at once and spend so many hours? Don't you, you know, get tired, and especially with the MS and the fatigue? And I really don't, because I, I'm not working. I, I'm enjoying myself. I love this. This is what keeps me alive and keeps me moving forward. You know, if it wasn't for that and the bodybuilding, I don't know what I would be doing right now. You'd probably be going crazy because... Oh, yeah. because yeah, I know that. Cause, you know, it's funny because you can do so many things. You can do so many different things, and it, you, you don't even feel it. And right. Time, and time true. just goes by. But, you know, this is the stuff that you enjoy doing, so it's less work and it's more uh, you enjoying your life, and that's great. Now, we uh, talked about some awards. Uh Basically, you right now you have an award-winning show, Hog Heaven. Well, Hog Heaven we have on. Um, I, I own that show with two partners, uh, Birchman Richard and, and Stanley Bordelon, um, out of Louisiana. It was actually uh, Birchman's baby and his his concept, and it was to take Harleys and ride them all over the country and into other countries and meet people in different places who ride Harleys, interview them, and take a look at the uh, at the scenery on the way. Uh, it's been in, uh, in syndication for four years. It's, this is our fourth season. Uh, it's done very, very well. You can see it on Untamed Sports right now, and uh, the Colors Network, which is a new network, is picking it up. Uh, we reach, uh, you know, millions and millions of viewers domestically, and uh, it's a fantastic... Um, you know, lifestyle show, not just reality, but it's lifestyle, it's travel, it has a little bit of everything in it. I actually hosted one of the episodes, and it was a little grueling for someone with MS to ride a Harley all up the mountains of Helen, Georgia, but it, it was exhilarating, and I won't do it again, but uh, I enjoyed being in front of the camera on that one, and, and my partners, Stanley and Birchman, are, are two of the greatest um, good old boys that you ever want to meet, honest, just fantastic businessmen and, and great producers, and, uh, and I'm very proud of that show and, and what we're doing with it and where it's going. Well, yeah, for, for those that aren't familiar with it, and if you are a biker, you should be, because I've seen uh, segments of it, and the show is great. It's really well, done you. very well, uh, and it, it keeps you, it's, it's not 
like it's not your typical biker show where people are putting together bikes or doing this, doing that. This is actually uh, you're you're more connecting with people, you know, all, not not only across the United States but all over the world. Well, you know, bikers are not, again, you know, we go back to the stereotypes. You know, people have stereotypes of bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. People have stereotypes of bikers. Yeah. We we are not going into um, bars and getting into fights and, and running around, you know, doing crazy stuff with bikes. Mm -hmm. We're riding around with doctors and lawyers mm -hmm. and, and, and people that are that are um, very high-end, uh, you know, people in this in, in the world, and they all ride Harleys, and, and mm -hmm. they're great people, and it's an enjoyable thing. It's it's actually a family event for a lot of people. So, you know, the, the misnomer about Harleys really needs to, um, you know, dissipate. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up because we had uh, the uh, an author, uh, also a former leader of the, uh, the Banditos Motorcycle Club, sure. uh, Edward Winterholder. Uh, I had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we had that same discussion. And it's funny how... People kind of uh, put an image out there, whether it be bodybuilding, bikers, whatever the case may be, and it's and, and it's all media based, and it's funny. It's it's the it's the media that actually paints the picture, and right. you, you believe it, you know. And and if you look at you know uh, you have what was it on Showtime? I think you have the uh, the show True Blood, and you have the right. movie Twilight. It's all about vampires. Way back when. Vampire stories were scary. They were bad people. They were bad, right. extra, whatever, terrestrial, whatever they were. They were bad things. And it, it, over the years, because of the um, the film people, don't no offense, take no offense there, David. <laughs> but 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 they started changing the story and and kind of manipulating uh, the the view that people had on vampires. Now people embrace them. Well, you know, everything changes. And yeah. the one thing I don't like uh, on one of the shows that's on air right now, uh, Sons of Anarchy, which mm -hmm. is, you know, a biker's television show. I think it's on FX. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it shows just bikers doing terrible things and, and, and being uh, um, unlawful and, and immoral. And Hog Heaven is the exact opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And we, when when Birchman and Stanley and I get together, the one thing that we want to present is family value type of programming. And even with any of the new programming that I'm coming up with, you're not going to see the, the garbage that's thrown in there just because you know people want to see it. Mm -hmm. We're going to deliver what is good and what is right and what is moral, and still give you good programming. Okay, so I mean, I I haven't seen the Sons of Anarchy, and I really don't want to plug it too much because I did uh, speak about that with a few other um, biker uh, people, and uh, it was just interesting. No one wants to say anything bad about it, but no one really, you know, held it in the highest regard. Right. Uh, you know, but you know, the the bottom line is, you know, if the show, and I haven't seen it, so I don't know too much about it, but the show is depicting bikers as these evil people, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's the furthest thing from the truth, and it's it's total BS, and if people feed into that, even though it's like some, I guess it's some, uh, I don't know, um, it's, not, it's not based on reality, but it's, um, it's, it's sending a, uh, a message out there that really shouldn't be sent as far as uh, bikers are concerned. Well, there's good and bad in everything. I mean, you know, you could take a, a biker show and kind of think about all the bad things that some bikers have done over the years and you create a show out of it and it's, to, you know, it, it's not depicting really what bikers are about. It's mm -hmm. depicting what a group of bikers will do and, and the bad people. Just like you can make, take a, a, a show about bodybuilding mm -hmm. and make it look terrible, you know, with, with the terrible things that you hear about bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. Or you can take the, the truth about bodybuilding and create a show that shows what bodybuilding really is about, mm -hmm. the good and the bad, yeah. you know, and there's good and bad in everything, and, you know, you can't just portray one end of it, mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad, you should portray a true um, picture of what it is that you're presenting to your viewers, and that's right. what I always like to do. No, yeah, but that, that's a good point, because if you just show one end of it, you know, and if people feed into that and they do get the viewership that they may get, I don't know what type of viewership they do get, but if it's all about bad, bad, bad group of bikers doing bad things, you know, I think, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's it's not the right thing to do, you're not sending the right message out there, especially now, 
You know, right. there's, there's no need for that. We need no more violence in our lives. No, I mean, there's plenty out there. We, yeah. we should be looking at things on television, you know, that are soothing to us and, and mm. feeding us good things, not not continually feeding us the bad stuff. You mm. can watch the news if you want to get depressed and see terrible things. No you don't doubt. really need to watch a TV show to do that. Yeah, that's the truth. And Hog Heaven is a wholesome, uh, entertaining show. And I, well, I've seen you. it, and and uh, it's something that people should uh, should watch. I mean, you you'd really enjoy it. Now we're gonna get into uh, one other topic. We're gonna get into reality TV. Uh, that that's a big craze now. Reality TV, from Big Brother on down to uh, you know you know all these millionaire shows and these dating shows and all this other jazz that's going on. And you have a reality show yourself that you're uh, actually uh, auditioning for. But you, yeah. you're, you're not auditioning. It's true. No, no, I'm not auditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. We, yeah, we, no. we, we ha you have auditions going on for people to be on your show. Yes, that's correct. Okay, and it's called The Ultimate Body. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this? Well, The Ultimate Body is a show uh, about bodybuilding. It's a reality-based show, a reality kind of drama show, where we are taking um, 26 ordinary people that go to the gym. Um, and when I say ordinary, I'm talking about ordinary people that work out, mm -hmm. that are in good shape, and we're taking them, putting them with uh, four uh, certified trainers, top trainers, and we're going to give them 10 weeks of uh, Gaspari Nutrition, uh, all the supplements they want, great food, and and training them for 10 weeks. And, of course, as you do in reality shows, we will be eliminating two by two by two mm -hmm. until we're down to a total of 12 contestants, six men and six women. Mm -hmm. And this whole show, the season, will culminate into a bodybuilding contest at the end where the six men will compete against each other, the six women will compete against each other, and we have judges... Uh, Bob uh, Cicciarillo, Mr. USA, Mr. World, is is actually our host of the show. We have Rich Gaspari as one of our judges. We have uh, Marcia Prince, who I had spoken about before, who's um, um, IFBB bikini pro and top uh, fitness supermodel. Mm -hmm. And we have Doug Burns as one of the judges, who is actually the natural Mr. Universe, natural Mr. America, and natural Mr. California, and who has type uh, 1 diabetes, and he is, uh, you know, buck the odds himself, he is one of the judges. So these contestants at the end of the show will actually compete in, in a bodybuilding contest similar to what I just did at the Florida State, and they'll be on stage in a big auditorium with those judges judging them, giving them points, and an audience of their uh, friends and family and peers coming to cheer this on. The winner of the men's and the winner of the, the women's uh, ultimate body division will receive a check for $50,000 each. Okay. Um, one of those prizes is coming from Gaspari Nutrition. The other prize is coming from Anytime Fitness, whose corporate office is one of our sponsors. Okay. And they will be receiving um, two trips uh, vacations uh, free of cost from Two River Travel in um, New Jersey. They will be getting a spread in one of the muscle magazines, which I, I can't uh, reveal yet. Okay. Um, and they'll be receiving a lot of other prizes um, as the winners of the show. So it, it's an amazing, um, it's an amazing transformation that's going to happen over ten weeks where you're going to take people that do go to the gym on a regular basis, mm -hmm. but at the end of this 10-week uh, period uh, with these trainers will look like competitive bodybuilders. And the, the trainers are uh, Jim Schreiber, Tina Schreiber, Darren Barnes, and Denise Bunch, who are all certified trainers mm -hmm. and um, very, very schooled in bodybuilding and what needs to uh, take place and transpire for this to happen. Well, that, that's... Incredible. I, I like that. I like that because you're basically see a lot of people go out and they want to compete in bodybuilding competitions, so they go and they do it on their own. They compete. They'll compete on an amateur level for a while, but not really have the opportunity to do a few things. First, make fifty grand. Second, get some trips. Third, you be on a stage with a packed audience like the Olympia. Fourth, be on television. And fifth, get a spread in a in a in a bodybuilding magazine. 
That's, well, you know, that, 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 it, you, it, you can't beat that. No, it's it's great. I mean, I think this is a phenomenal opportunity. You know, I'm getting emails from all around the country from people that are sending in their applications, um, saying things like, "This is the best thing to happen to bodybuilding in 50 years," yeah. and uh, I think that I'm on the ground floor of uh, of Survivor and the Biggest Loser, and you know, just really, really exciting emails and phone calls from uh, potential competitors. So, you know, it, it's going to be a fantastic show, and we're not just going to show the training aspect, but we're going to show the the personal aspect mm-hmm. of what these people go through um, in their personal lives to do this. And one of the things that I'm not doing that other reality shows do is the reality shows out there now, they, they pluck these people out of their lives. They make them leave their families. They make them quit their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get as many local people here in the Florida state of Florida to do this because we will be filming in the uh, Kissimmee, Orlando area. Mm-hmm. And I want them to come. And this way they can go and, and go to work during the day, do the training in the evening. We will have a house for them to congregate in, which, uh, you know, they'll come and meet with the trainers. And uh, we also have um, uh, doctors that are involved in this brand. Holman, like I was telling you, mm-hmm. who's my sports medicine doctor is uh, is involved in, as the medical advisor, and also uh, Dr. Ben Lerner, who is a, a New York Times best-selling author and a, and a top chiropractor in the country. Um, he wrote the book Body by God. Mm-hmm. He was offered a, a, a position on The Biggest Loser, and he turned them down. Yet yesterday. He signed on as the chiropractor to the ultimate body. So he's involved in this as well. And, you know, we just have complete um, and top trainers, doctors, chiropractors, nutrition. I mean, can you imagine having the the privilege of, of being supplied with every type of supplement to help your body grow through Gaspari Nutrition and not having to to worry about taking hormones and mm-hmm. and steroids and those things because this will be a natural uh, show and we will test and make sure that nobody is taking anabolic steroids to to uh, enhance their body okay. that they're doing this all naturally through the the use of very good food the proper training the proper chiropractic and doctor care and the proper nutritional supplementation. So, you know, it, it's going to be a show that's going to show bodybuilding in the light that it should be shown. And that's people working together, taking health and taking it to the max mm-hmm. and making their bodies the best possible uh, shape that it, it could be in in 10 weeks. Well, you, what I, I'm listening to everything you're saying and I'm just absorbing everything. The, the bottom line here is that you're giving people that want to get in, that want to compete in bodybuilding and and have that type of lifestyle you're giving them a gift and that's what it well, comes down to because it is a gift they're going to have they're going to be supplied with all the supplements that they can they they need in order to compete they're going to have the opportunity to to uh, actually train with to, to be personally trained by a professional and and all this stuff that that is that is involved here beyond winning ultimately winning, just the journey to to getting there and all the knowledge and everything that 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 they're going to be doing is going to be a life changing experience for people. Well, can you imagine being these people you know, on a television show with the likes of a Rich Gaspari, a bodybuilding legend? Yeah, you know, and he's judging you, and Bob Chicharillo is going to be the host. I mean. Bob is, is the voice of the Mr. Olympia. Yep. He emcees the Mr. Olympia, and he is the host of the show. I mean, you know, this to me has been an amazing journey putting this together. Mm. Originally, we started out as an Australian show because I'm uh, an executive producer of a company in Australia called Cam's Entertainment, and we do Australian programming and filming out there as well. And I approached Big Luke Wood uh, about this, and he wanted to be the host. Um, unfortunately, what happened is, well, for Luke, unfortunately, I started talking about it here in the United States, and mm-hmm. everybody just started jumping on board. So Australia will be the second um, uh, version that we'll be doing after mm-hmm. we film this first season. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be heading out to Los Angeles for season two and mm-hmm. shooting out there with some of the top fitness trainers to the stars. We have... Um, gentleman named Matt Byertz, mm-hmm. who's a fitness trainer out there. He trains celebrities 
um, that you actually see on television right mm-hmm. now, and, and he's already signed on to be one of the trainers for the second season. Mm. And what I'm doing differently with this show is I want to highlight trainers from different places. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take just two people like some of the other shows and, and uh, you know, keep them on over and over and over, and they're the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. The stars of the show are the contestants. Mm-hmm. The trainers are the way of them making it to where they need to make it. Mm-hmm. So I want to highlight different trainers from all over the country and then make the contestants the big stars every single season. Oh, that's that's different. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I, I like the idea. You know, it's funny. It's so simple, but no one's done it. You know, you look at the you, you, reality shows on television. You have uh, American Idol, big thing with with the singers and everything. You have uh, America's Biggest Loser. You have that type of thing. You have um, they even have a, a pro wrestling thing uh, on on TV. Then you have the Ultimate Fighter. You have all these right. reality shows for all these different sports and entertainment um, avenues and everything else, but ne- never has there been a show for bodybuilding. Well, because people are afraid of it. You know, the first thing people think of with bodybuilders are steroids and illegal, you know, drugs and, mm-hmm. you know, things that are really not true. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, at the competitive level, may, you know, uh, the pro-competitive level, maybe that's a different story. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not here advocating or... or or, or uh, denouncing what these guys do on the pro level. But in amateurs and people that, that go to the gym and want to be in the best shape of their lives, there is no steroids and there is no um, illegal drugs. What there is is a lot of hard work mm-hmm. and a lot of proper training and a proper dieting to get yourself in the top uh, position and condition of your life. And just because you're the biggest guy or, or the most muscular woman doesn't mean you're going to win the ultimate body. You're going to have to get up on stage and be the best that you are, whether it's the most cut, whether it's the best poser, whether it's the biggest. All of these combinations will be the determination of who the winners are. So you can have a guy standing there that's literally twice the size of the other guy that's smaller than him and not beat him because he doesn't have the complete package. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for the ultimate body. And the ultimate body, Lou, and you know this, doesn't mean it's the biggest body. It doesn't mean you've got the biggest muscles, you know. So we're trying to show the, the, the world that bodybuilding is about training yourself the right way with the right supplements, with the right people and the right the team behind you, and not just about a bunch of steroids. And it's about lifestyle because basically it, it's not just bodybuilding, it becomes a bodybuilding lifestyle. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. That's, and that's, that's a big difference. I think that that show is going to be a horrendous, tremendous hit. I, I see it already. Because well, thanks, it's, I, I hope that everybody else feels the same way you do when it comes out there. But. I think so because it's it's different. I mean, you have all these other reality shows out there to see a transformation of someone and be able to actually see it. People see the end result to see someone that is just getting into it. You know, obviously they're they're in shape, but for them to go from being in shape to being shredded and for you to see that transformation, that's incredible. Well, you know, I, I love the show The Biggest Loser. I, I can never say anything bad about that show. And I, I was talking to Dr. Ben Lerner uh, the other day about it, mm-hmm. and we were just saying how, you know, it's great that you get people three, 400 pounds dropping all this weight. At the end result, you've got a lot of hanging skin there that mm-hmm. has to be cut off surgically. Mm-hmm. We're doing a show where you're going to actually be seeing some beautiful bodies when you're done, not just a bunch of skin hanging and a lot of weight loss. Right, right, right. <laughs> But, but that's, so that's that, a little different. Yeah, but that's not taking anything away from that show. You know, they do. Oh, no, it's they, a great show. Yeah. The Biggest Loser is a, is a beautiful show, and my hats off to the producers and the creators of that show. This is just the Biggest Loser to the next uh, step. You know, yeah. the next level. Oh, without a doubt, it's the it's the Biggest Loser times twelve because you're you're basically uh, producing the next bodybuilding sensation. Because once they do this, then what's the next step? You know, right. they'll get publicity, they'll get this, they'll get that, they'll wind up, you know, being the next big thing, possibly, in bodybuilding. You don't know. Well, you know, the, the key is that we've got really high-quality cast members, and we've got um, the best pros and, and former pros that, that bodybuilding and fitness has produced on the show. 
And those connections for these people are invaluable no, because no. they're lifelong. You know, yep. when you know Rich Gaspari, you know, he, he's who he is. I mean, he's mm -hmm. an amazing legend. Yeah. And, you know, once you know him, you can't take that away. I mean, they know, they will know Rich Gaspari. They will know Bob Cicciarillo. They will know Marcia Prince. They will know Doug Burns. They will know Dr. Ben Lerner and, and, and everybody else that's getting involved in the mm -hmm. show. And those doors alone are worth entering and being, you know, uh, trying out for this uh, series. Well, Dave, I think that you have, as I said, you have a hit on your hands. Uh, I think the show is going to be fantastic. Um, now, you have the final auditions. Auditions happening when? In October, right? Yeah, October 17th, uh, Saturday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Ramada Orlando Celebration uh, Resort and Convention Center. It's in Kissimmee on uh, Highway 192. Okay. And if um, anybody wants to audition, they need to go onto the website, which is theultimatebodytvshow.com. Uh, fill out an application, send it on in with their pictures, and, and their, follow the directions on that website, and then show up on October 17th. And Rich Gaspari will be there, uh, Marcia will be there, Bob will be there, Doug will be there, Dr. Lerner will be there. Everybody will be there sitting, judging these people and picking the, the top 26 contestants that we can. Wow, that, that's that's an incredible thing just to show up there and, and be able to meet all those great people. That, that's great. So now they go October 17th. And when uh, do you anticipate the show airing? Well, we're looking at going into production in January, mm -hmm. and it's 10 weeks of, uh, of intense training. So during that, it's, of course, 10 weeks of filming, um, in addition to uh, some pre-production uh, filming. So we're probably looking at, uh, you know, three solid months of filming and prep and then a couple of months of, um, of editing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we're, we're shooting to air this either next summer or um, fall. Okay. And right now, there's network interest, but... You know that I can't really talk about. No, um, I, 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 I don't. I don't want you to talk about that. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> I'm flying out to California um, the end of September with our trailer. Uh, at some very, very huge meetings on the show, and uh, we'll see who picks it up and where it ends up finally. But um, we should be finished filming and editing and, and ready for uh, uh, for it to air by. Um, April or May of this year, and then uh, wherever we sit, it it'll either be summer or fall. All right. Well, our listeners that that are hearing this, you know, I mean, this right here. If you're involved in bodybuilding, this is your opportunity to get out there and compete in the uh, Ultimate Body uh, Reality Show, where you can, I mean, to, to win fifty grand, uh, a trip somewhere. Uh, beyond all that, beyond the money and and all the glitz and everything. But to be able to realize your dream in front of an audience, you know, kind of like America's Got Talent, you right? Know, right. You know, it's it's that type of thing. But it's it's awesome, and that is a big thing. And I think what you have here is going to be that thing. So I do urge anyone out there that's involved in bodybuilding that was looking for that that one thing to put them over the top that they can be involved with. This is it. This is it. Well, you're welcome at uh, any filming that you want to sit and, and be behind the scenes. You're, you're always welcome to come. And uh, we hope to see you also at the audition on October 17th. Uh, it should be um, you know, a very, very um, exciting event. We have vendors coming, and, and, and a lot of celebrities will be there. And, and we should be packing the Ramada and uh, uh, standing room only. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I'll, I'll be there for sure. I'll be there because I have to hang out with you now, Dave. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, but I, I know you have some meetings that you have to get to, so I, I know we've been on the uh, on this call for a little bit. Uh, but I really uh, want really want to get into further detail with the show, even though we touched on a lot of aspects. I want to get into this, so I'd like to have you back on the show to talk more about it. We solely just talk about the show because I think that this is beyond interesting. I think you are actually setting the stage for something greater in the coming years. Again, and I go back to American Idol and what that did. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you having me on the show. It's, it's really been a pleasure. And uh, uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you and befriending you. And I think you and I will have a, a very long friendship. So, so do I, Dave. You're the best and you are an inspiration. Uh, again, thank you.
for being who you are and thank you for being with us today on the UCW radio show. Your story is really truly an inspiration uh, and again I, re I recommend anyone out there with MS or any debilitating disease take time to read about David Lyons hear his story trust me you will be inspired trust me maybe you need something like this to get you off your tush to go and live your life no matter what odds are against you well they could always go to the uh, my MS bodybuilding challenge site which is the MS bodybuilding challenge.com uh, you can go on there and see some of the pictures of, of uh, you know, what's going on over the last year and a half and mm -hmm. see some of the people involved. And, uh, and I've got a lot of celebrities behind me with that challenge as well. So, you know, if anybody has MS or, or just bodybuilding and, and want to go on and see what's going on, I, I encourage them to do so. And also to go on to the uh, TV show site and then if you are a bodybuilder, um, or want to try to get into the best shape of your life in 10 weeks, get on there, fill out that application, and show up October 17th. And uh, Lou, thank you so much for having me on. I look forward to being on again, and, and thank you to all the viewers. That, uh, and, uh, viewers, I mean, listen, I'm talking television yeah, lingo. Uh, thank you for all the <laughs> listeners that are, that are listening out there. Well, hopefully they'll be viewing maybe down the road because uh, we're working on some stuff, but we'll talk about that another time. Uh, but, good. But, Dave, it's been a pleasure, and I look forward to having you on again. Thanks, Lou, and you have a great uh, afternoon, and uh, it was a pleasure being on. Thank you. Take care. What is your major malfunction? All let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.